What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Thanks for riding along. Tuesday. No, it's Monday. <laughs> it's Monday, July 2nd, which means we made it, fam. As the kids say, we made it to uh, to training camp month. We're only like, oh, goodness, two and a half weeks away from rookies reporting to training camp. That's exciting. And uh, also exciting, LeBron James to the Lakers. Hello. That was a little surprising, right? I mean, I guess the Vegas betting markets had shifted it such that everybody knew it was going to happen. But it's still weird to think about LeBron James going to the Lakers. Two quick points about that. One, um, I, th- I think, you know, he's going to need some help. I don't think LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball are going to beat the Warriors. So I'd be very curious to see what they do about like Kawhi Leonard. Do they package some of those guys for Kawhi? Uh, you know, can they pry him away from the Spurs, et cetera? And two, as my pal Carr points out, this makes Magic Johnson the greatest Laker of all time. Because not only was he already in that conversation, but he just brought LeBron to LA. Very nice haul for Magic this offseason. You guys need to get an in-season haul. That means winning money by betting on season win totals and betting on player props. And we are going to tell you exactly how to do that. You can follow me on Twitter, at Will Brinson, and you can follow our next guest, Frank Schwab of Yahoo.com, at Yahoo Schwab. Frank, what's up, buddy? What's up, dude? How's it going, man? It's been this, like, crazy long off season, and now it's now I'm in that mode where it's like, Oh, the off season's almost over. I, 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 I was on vacation for three weeks in June. Ow. Right. Tough. I know. Um, so I missed <laughs> most of like OTAs in mini camp, but, but I'm, but I, I mean, see, this is what happens when you're old and washed and you got, you know, kids and, and family and stuff. Like it took me a week to recover from that vacation. And now I'm sort of like, I'm turning the corner into realizing I'm ready. Like I'm like, all right, I, I'm kind of, kind of getting my feet steady again. And now it's like, Oh. Oh, oh my God. It's, uh, we're less than a month right away from there, training camp. Man. Yeah. Once I start, I do previews every day, every weekday leading up third, counting down 32 to one. And when those start, I kind of always feel like my countdown is on and I know how well, much free time I have left before the fire hose starts. Well, that's because you're literally like your, your countdown is literally on. Like you're counting down. It is. Days. Right. I know. Like, oh God. I know. The Giants are number 25. I got 25 days left of freedom. I did, I did over unders for each NFL team this year and I did it over the, I did it. A post for each team per day and like most of them a bunch of them ran on vacation so that would end up being very stupid timing i should have pushed it back to right now and, and done it <laughs> as like a full season preview you're doing it better than i am but um it, it allowed me to sort of it, i do like doing that though because it, it, it is it, it's, it's it's good homework in a way because it gets you prepped oh yeah, yeah for it the- gets you so in tune with the season man i know Everything about these teams, I actually I spend time researching these, you know, these things and stats and narratives and new players and whatnot. And I feel pretty good about that. And it all comes back to now I know who to gamble on. Hey, well, God, dude, you got the segue for me. I was going to do it. That's a professional move right there. It really man. is. It really is. It's uh, we got a good rapport, Frank. And we were, so we were out in Vegas last year at the, uh, at the, uh, the odd shark super contest. You're going to be, you are going to be out there, right? Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, right. I mean, I, I will say this, I'm not a self-promoter by nature, but I will remind everybody who didn't know, I finished 33rd in a super contest last year out of 46 people. Whoa, what kind of, of, yeah, you didn't know this? I didn't realize you finished that high. What was your, what was your payday? Uh, about 6,500. Okay, that'll play. So like, you know, I'm working, obviously I work on Sundays like you do, but 
my mind is not on work. Like I am like, oh my God, the Arizona Cardinals are going to blow this cover and I'm going to screw this up. And I, I was, I was a mess week 17. I was an absolute mess trying to get into the money. And, but yes, 33rd, it's uh, of all the accomplishments I have in my life, which are very, very few. <laughs> that's up there. It's, it's, it's way up there somewhere. Well, uh, one of our editors, RJ White also plays in the super contest. Good for you. 33 out of, out of, it's 4,600, right? I mean, like, yeah. Hey man, I'll yeah. take it. It was, yeah. it was such a sweat. I went, the last four weeks, I went 16, two and two. So wow. it wasn't even like a, I did. I was out of it. And then all of a sudden it was like before week 16, I was like, well, you know, I've gone like nine and oh and one the last couple of weeks. Maybe I'm like in the top 200. And I looked and I was like, oh, no, I'm actually like right on the edge of the top 50. And then it became a very, very stressful two weeks. Isn't that, stressful in a good way. You, you would have been better off not ever checking. And just like being right. like, ah, I'm far, I'm too far out of it, and just riding like your little hot streak, and you you probably would. Well, like our friend, uh, our friend David Facillo, who's over at Niners Nation, who we see in, uh, at the Odd Shark event every year, he was like good all year when he finished in the money. So he was he was like up to like sixth at one oh point. Oh my god! So literally his entire season just stress and stress and stress. And, and for, the, for those that, couple- for those that don't know the the Super Contest, which is run by uh, the Las Vegas. Uh, Westgate Superbook is $1,500 to enter. You pick five, and most people who listen to this podcast probably know because we, me and, me and, uh, Nick Costos and Pete Prisco would do our super contest picks every week on the, on the show, um, last year and we'll do it again this coming season. But you pick five games against the spread and your record on those five games for 17 weeks, whoever has the best record wins a million dollars. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty and then the top 50 get paid, which is tough. They've, I think they've expanded it to a hundred this year, but it's, again, it's 4,600 some odd people and you got to finish top 50 to get in the money it yeah. is not you got to be i can't even remember what my final percentage was last year but it's something i will never ever duplicate it's probably 65 so or something right it was yeah it was crazy yeah it was nuts. just it was just a once in a lifetime hot streak that's, that's what I, I told my wife this week she i was like all right so i'm going to vegas in the first week in august she was like uh no you're not and can like can i come i was like well i don't know i think they might frown on bringing spouses to the event and also remember if i win this contest we get a million dollars she's like oh go to vegas have a great time um <laughs> do that while we're in vegas we're gonna make some bets that's what we did last year uh, i don't know what your record i know you bet on the giants win the super bowl so i don't think you were uh, oh my god <laughs> and the funny thing is i remember the one thing i remember is me and you were sitting there in the Westgate, we're just drinking having beers having fun and you start going through all the teams and I, every team you mention, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm on the under. Oh yeah, I'm on yeah. the over. Oh yeah, I got them in the window division. <laughs> Finally, you just stop and say, are you, do you have a bet on every single hey, team? And we you, went through and I had a bet on like 26 of the like, 32 it's like, teams. It's like, so, who yes, are you, who I, are I was, you not betting on, Frank? Right. Uh, it's it like, like two teams that I had no opinion on. It was, it was, it was one of them, crazy. one of them was the Ravens. I, I think you had nothing on the Ravens. Oh, oh, so no, 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 no. I had, I was, I was significantly on the under on the Ravens. Uh. And I pushed on the Tyler Boyd touchdown, another oh. week 17 gem that I was sweating. Yes, I, I pushed. It was a, it was a miracle push. I, I was as happy as Kyle Williams jumping up and down in the, the Bills locker room. That's it was a, awesome. It was a great gambling moment. All right. So what Frank and I are going to do for this particular podcast is we are going to simulate what we might be doing out in Las Vegas with the, with the caveat that, you know, things change between now and the beginning of August. If somebody gets hurt in training camp, you know, clearly we, we wouldn't make the same bets we would make. 
mistake. And, and of course the odds are going to shift dramatically. Like, uh, in, in, for instance, the Chargers were 14 to one to win the Super Bowl before Hunter Henry got hurt. Then Vegas realized they're the Chargers and bumped him back down to 21 to one. So things change, odds shift. Um, but Frank and I are going to take an imaginary $1,000. I'm not going to actually bet that much. I don't think in real life, but maybe, maybe, I mean, your wife's not listening. You can, you can tell me that. Okay. It's right. Okay. I mean, well, I went to, to no on my Vegas bets last year. I had the Cowboys to miss the playoffs. And I, the, too. Yep. We, we, I think we bet, yeah, we bet at the same time. We yep. talked ourselves into it. Um, yep. and, and then, uh, the Texans under at eight, eight wins. And that was a, a lock. Never, it, actually, I take that back. It was, well, under, it was, a, it was a lock after November 2nd when we got the news that Deshaun Watson was done. And, I, I, I'm sure you didn't feel good about it before then. No, when Deshaun Watson came in and started lighting the world on fire, it was not, yeah, it was like, okay, this one's done. And yeah. then all of a sudden he tears his knee and it's, yeah. okay. And, well, yeah, Tom CJ went in. I was willing to lose that bet to watch Deshaun Watson the rest of the year. So yeah, I, so I, I was, feel bad. I, I, yeah, I don't root for um, That was awful. That right. was terrible. But we're going to take $1,000, imaginary $1,000 in this case, and we're going to spread it out over how we would bet. Now, if you want to join us at home and make your best bets, you can tweet at Yahoo Schwab or tweet at Will Brinson. You can leave a five-star review with, hey, here's my five-star lock, and, and, put, and put it in there. And um, you can also email me, willbrinson at gmail.com, if you are so inclined to ask about what you should bet on. And if you don't want to bet $1,000, you could also just bet $100 and divide this by 10, right? You see how that works? You can, you, can, you, can, you, want, you yes. do the percentage. And by the way, yeah, if somebody wants to talk to me about gambling on Twitter, that is the one subject I'll talk about all day, every day. I'm very happy to do so. All right. Well, let's talk about gambling on this podcast. I'm going to give you, we'll go, we'll go through them. I, 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 how many bets did you end up with? We've written these all I down. Ended up, I, I like to spread things out. I, a, I like to, you know, I don't want to just go all in on ones. So I did 10 different ones. Okay. I have, I have more than you, surprisingly. Jeez. I have 12. I have 12 different bets. Um, I wonder if we're the same on any. I think we're going to be the same on one. I know we're the same on one of them, but you go ahead and you give me, <laughs> and, and, and if you can, try and do them in um, uh, a descending order of confidence. So we want to come out with our best bets off the bat. What uh, What's your first pick? Frank? Our best bets right away? Well, I, I had to, sure, no problem. I, I didn't know if you wanted to build suspense, but here, the, the two I like the best. I love the Bills under six and a half. <laughs> yeah. The Bill, I just look. I, I hate to like pee in the Bills fans' Cheerios, right? They just made the playoffs. They're living good. They're happy. But this is a team where if LaShawn McCoy gets hurt, their best offensive player by far is Kelvin Benjamin. Their second best <laughs> offensive player at that point would be Charles Clay, probably right. Like. A.J. McCarron and Josh Allen are the quarterbacks. I think Allen's going to play, and he's not ready. They, and McCoy's great. Don't get me wrong, but he's all they got. Zay Jones, I don't like. They lost three of their offensive linemen. They were kind of a paper champion at 9-7 and seven last year, the minus 57 point. Over. Love the Bills under. I don't see how they get the seven wins, and I could see it being much lower. And then the other one, the other I, – I well, Hold on, hold on. Before you – I'm just going to – sure. my, my, my first pick listed is the Bills under as well, and I went um, – and we're using sportsbook.ag for – these just to make it easier because you can do the math on the site. It's it's readily available for everybody. Uh, we will be putting the bets in at the Westgate depending on what their odds are. But um, uh, the, I took I put 150 on the Bills under six and a half to win 100. dollars uh, I'm not sure how you allocated yeah, your assets. You gotta, yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah, there's a little juice because I think everybody realizes. Hey, yeah. the Bills. Uh, the, the only thing that worries me is they do get four games against Dolphins and Jets who stink too. Yeah. But, but here's the thing: the well, Bills, the Bills' point differential last year. 
their expected win loss total based on the Pythagorean theorem and their point differential was six. There were six, yeah. they're six and a half win team last year. They were, yeah. they got that, they got that lucky game against Indy in the snow, which was absurd. Um, they, they stole a game. They stole two games, one in Kansas City and one in Atlanta against playoff teams. That's right. They That's right. No that, that Atlanta game, I rewatched it recently because I'm rewatching the whole season. And it was just one of those typical Bills games where at the end you're just like, how did that even happen? Yeah. Well, how did they win this game? Like they didn't all play them. They just kind of snuck it out at the end, which is, hey, good for them. I'm not trying to take a playoff berth off the record books or anything, but I just don't think it repeats. And their first four games at Baltimore, the Chargers at home, at Minnesota, at Green Bay. I, that's zero and four. I mean, if they if they're if they're two and, and two, and then it's Josh Allen time. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yep. And then I mean, five of their first seven games are on the road, uh, and the easiest game is at Indianapolis in Week Seven. At which point, maybe Josh Allen's playing. I, I'm with you. You got to hit the under here, and I would. It's 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 expensive. It's 150 to get 100, but you want to put it in before it gets down to six, and you run the risk uh, of pushing there. What's your next one? Uh, it's, and this, this one was hard for me, but I just, I've been banging against them all off season. Mm. I ripped them in draft, uh, my draft grades. I got the Seahawks under eight. I, mm. I just, I have no idea what they're doing, Will. I have no idea. I, I've, when, I, I just wrote my preview on them, which is coming out next week and it, read it because I unload on them. I just, <laughs> I have no, I like Pete Carroll. I like John Schneider, but their, their basic approach this off season has been, Let's do less of Russell Wilson and run the ball more. They brought in Schottenheimer as their offensive coordinator, which is like the ultimate opposite of trying to get the Matt LaFleurs of the world, right? You're yeah. not getting John Filippo. You're trying, you're, you're trying to throw the game back to 1998 more than John Gruden. I don't get it. I didn't get the Rashad Penny draft pick in the first round. You look at the guys they've lost and I'm going to include Earl Thomas because we don't know his situation right now. They might be between last year and this year without Cliff Averill, Sheldon Richardson, Michael Bennett, Richard Sherman, Cam Chancellor, and Earl Thomas. Mm. Those six guys off their defense they lost, and yet they draft a running back in the first round? Really? You draft a punter before you draft an offensive lineman? Really? No. That's how you're going to do this? You bring in the old bones of Brandon Marshall to, to give you anything opposite Doug Baldwin? They have They have needs at receiver, at tight end, at offensive line, interior defensive line, pass rusher, cornerback and safety this is this is a team i've loved watching them and the one thing that worries me is the russell wilson factor because look russell's a genius he's a magician he will keep them in every single game and he'll pull some out of his hat but i just don't see this team being any good i think that it's been under under said it's been underreported how much they've lost in the offseason, where they stand right now. I just kind of see this as a dynasty crumbling a little bit. I think the interesting thing about the Seahawks for me is that if you change their uniforms and change – so like if they did what they did this offseason and we replaced them mm -hmm. with – Oh gosh, who, who would be somebody that you don't like? We respect Pete Carroll so much. We respect John right. Schneider so much. We respect Russell Wilson so much that if you took what they have and, and I'm trying to think of a good, like maybe made them the Raiders or the Bronco or right. maybe the Bronco, the Raiders is a good example. If you made them the Raiders, people would be, their over under would be like five wins, maybe like five, five and a half or like six and a half wins. Maybe if you have a franchise quarterback, it wouldn't be the same. But the thing that stands out to me, Frank, about the, 
about this Seahawks team is that uh, while I like what they might have sneakily on defense, I think you go back and and basically look at their drafts since 2013, yeah. and they haven't been good. They've had right. they've had two first round picks in that time, Jermaine, Jermaine and Fetty, who they think can still work on the offensive line and then Rashad Penny. And you're right about Schottenheimer. He had a, he had two years where his offenses were great and it was with the 09 and, and 2009 and 2010, I believe, New York yeah, Jets. And they, and they ran the ball. And even, even great is a little. They ranked, they ranked highly and they ran the ball. It hadn't all like a, like a, like the best defense in the league. And I don't think the Seahawks are going to have the best defense in the no. league. And that's the thing. Seahawks fans come back and they say, well, our championship, we want a championship running the ball. With Marshawn Lynch, and it's like, well, yeah, you also have one of the greatest defenses I've ever seen. That yeah. defense ain't around no more. No, that, I mean, that's not this defense. No, it's not not a, it's not even close. I mean, it, it, that was a they were. I mean, they were one play away from back to back Super Bowls, and it, it's incredible how it, it dismantled the Seahawks. I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not allowing myself to to. Buy, I tend to lean towards the over on the Seahawks, and I feel like I'm being suckered by the Carol Schneider Russell factor. Oh, so look, Russell Wilson could do it. If if I'm sitting here at the end of December. And, and the Seahawks have nine, ten, eleven wins because Russell Wilson had an MVP season. I'll tip my cap. Hey, okay, you got me, the, uh, Russell. You're that good. The line that stinks on here is the Seahawks are only four to one to win the division. That's too low for a team oh, that's wow. only supposed to have. You know, like that—that that doesn't make any sense. I guess they don't want to. Maybe they don't want to risk exposure. I, I don't know. That's a. Uh, um, and they also, by the way, there's there will people make the playoff odds on here as well. And Seattle is. Now this is the bet you you, you take if you yeah, like if you like the Seahawks plus two ten to make the playoffs um, mm. minus two sixty five to miss the playoffs so that's kind of interesting there my second team that I'm going to jump on I'm going to go over on a team and this is sort of the team du jour this offseason. but Brian McFadden talked me into their defense earlier this week on the podcast I like their offense I like that they're trying to take the Rams uh, formula for what they did in 2017 and basically replicate it by putting weapons around Mitchell. Trubisky. They've improved the offensive line. They've uh, it's, it's the Chicago Bears. Obviously, they added Matt Nagy at coach. They added Allen Robinson, who I think will be a steal in free agency. They have Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard at the running back position. Trey Burton is going to be is going to blow up in that system like Travis Kelsey did. So I am going to take one hundred and fifty dollars on the Chicago Bears over six and a half wins. That is to win a hundred dollars. It is it is heavily priced on the over. Um, the schedule for the Bears is not ideal, but I think when you do these. When you do these, um, these exercises and you're pick, making these picks, you have to sort of take the schedule with a grain of salt. I mean, they, they're going to put like, yeah, it could change. And, and look, you might end up facing Brett Hundley into something. Ex- ex- well, they get the, yeah, or exactly. Deshaun right, right, right. They get, so they get the, they're at the Packers in week one. That's probably a loss and that's fine, but they get the Seahawks at home in week two at the Cardinals in week three. And then the Buccaneers at home, maybe with Jameis Winston in week four. So a week five buy is not great, but I could see them being th- if they're three and one going into that buy. It's over. I'm winning that because they come out of the bye and they play the AFC East in four straight weeks. Uh, that means the back end of the schedule is loaded with like some Vikings games and a Packers game. They get the Niners, two Lions games, but I, I think they can get to seven wins. I, I agree with you. I heck, I spent two thousand words. I think it was two days ago comparing Mitchell Trubisky and Carson Wentz. So I'm obviously on board with this. Yes. I like. I like. I like Trubisky. I do too. I I, I like everything I saw. It, it reminds me so much of Wentz, where I watched Wentz as a rookie. And I saw some, you, you just see some things. It like, flashes, wow, right? This yeah. guy's really good and his stats were good. So a lot of people after the year were like, ah, Carson Wentz, mediocre rookie season when I'm looking at it saying, 
he wasn't throwing to anybody. In the same way, Mitchell Trubisky and John Fox as his head coach as number one receiver by the end of the year was who? Deontay Thompson? I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I yeah, I'm with you. It's uh it's a uh it's a situation where I, the only thing that bugs me about them is that there are too many people on the Bears bandwagon. That's it. Yeah, it's, I, it's growing. I, yeah, I, I, if it if the bandwagon is too big, I might jump off jump off of that and bail somewhere else. Uh, who who you got next? And by the way, I have a total of five over under picks out of my list of twelve. Yeah, I got uh, yeah I got like six or six okay. or six seven. Um, I'm going to package these two together because I like them both. Okay. Saints over nine and a half, and Saints to win the Super Bowl twenty five to one. Ooh, all right. Now I got I got one hundred fifty on the Saints on that over. To, and 50 on the Saints to win the Super Bowl because, look, to, I do a ton, ton of stats stuff. You know, I like looking at different stats I like. And one of them is yards per run play, yards per pass play. Where do you rank in the NFL? Because that's efficiency. Yeah. I like that. Do you realize that last year the Saints were number one in the NFL in yards per run play and number one in the NFL in yards per pass wow. play? No, like I this, did not. Like they were just as good on offense as ever before. It was just a different look because it wasn't all Drew Brees. Camara is obviously awesome. And then their defense was legit last year. Like they, they came along to add Davenport. I don't like the trade up, but okay, fine. You, you still add him. All of a sudden you got a ton of linebackers. Lattimore's back. I, this is a team that I thought was going to win a Super Bowl last year until the miracle, the Stefan Diggs play. So I think the Saints come back. The only, I, I worry about their schedule because the NFC South is really tough, but. I think this team has everything it needs to win a Super Bowl. They're they're just uh, twenty five to one. Yeah, give, give that, give that. To Are they? They're twenty five to one on sportsbook. Twenty five to one on sportsbook. That's book too AG, low. Yeah. Um, with, a, with a Hall of Fame quarterback, a uh, running back who might be a transcendent talent, an offense again that was literally the best in the league last year at running and passing on a per play basis, a defense that that's added some pieces still. I. I this is look, they're good. They're just they're just very good team. And if they get the number one seed somehow, which is gonna be tough because the NFC's loaded, if they get that one seed, nobody's coming to Superdome and winning in January. That's nope. just not gonna happen. No, you're right. Um I've actually got I, I don't know if you know I don't know if you know this, but I've made I had to make I was on uh with Adam Shine on Time to Shine uh recently and he asked me for my early Super Bowl pick and I went I've got the Chargers over the Saints. Because I have a charger, I'm a charger. I knew you had the charger. I knew you had the charger. Yeah, I have a charger's honk, and I've got. Uh, I love the Saints, and I think the the thing for me is when when you look at these, and again, like you and I have both basically done. Oh, you have, you're not, you haven't published all your previews. I'm assuming that you're, you've got some, all the research I need. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. You're pretty far out there on the research. And when you start to look at these depth charts, cause you had, you had to rank your teams in order of one to 32 that you liked them for your previews, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So I mean, well, those Saints aren't my number one, but yeah, we'll get to my number one. Episode. Well, no, that's fine. Um, but the, I think when you look at the Saints depth chart, it's hard to find a weakness. And they have, the, you know, they're losing, uh, Zach Streif and they're not going to skip a beat on the offensive line. Look, if, if the offensive, if, if the line suffers injuries, then they're, then they could be in trouble. If, um, you know, I don't think that Mark Ingram's suspension is the end of the world because he's going to come back four, he's good, fresh legs. Four I, weeks in the you season. basically get four weeks to rest your legs. I, and, I don't mind that. And their first four games are the Buccaneers at home without Jameis. Their favorite, yes. they're, that, that's off the board now. There were seven point favorites when Jameis was playing. The Browns at home. <laughs> in week two at yep. the Falcons in a rivalry game that they could win or lose, whatever. If they steal that one, it's gravy. You could win that with Kamara and sure. Will Ingram. Sure. I, why not? And then, the, and then at the Giants and then the Redskins at home. I mean, they should be 5-0 and oh heading into their week six bye. Now they get at Ravens, at Vikings, out of there, and then the Rams at home. So that's a tough stretch, and it's not going to be easy closing out. I tend to think the Panthers might be a comeback team this year in terms of falling back to the pack a little bit. So if yeah, I, they won a lot of close games last year. Yeah, so, so when I'm looking at 
a schedule for the Saints, I don't mind that they get the Panthers twice in the final three weeks of the season, especially if Carolina's struggling a little bit. I, I, I'm with you. I like the – and so in, in that regard, I actually have uh, – and I was going to save this for later, but I've got $25 a single unit here on the on a Saints-Chargers Super Bowl matchup that pays 180 to 1. So I would win – I like that. I like that. I'd win 4500 if I hit my Super Bowl matchup. Don't even have to get the Super Bowl pick right. Um, and then in that same vein, I also took uh, 110 on the Chargers over 9.5 wins to win $100. I, I mean, look, that's an obscene number. For the, for the Chargers, I, I get it. Um, it's, it's crazy to even, you know, to a team that, a team that so typically likes to do stupid things. Especially, <laughs> it's true. Every year's the same. Every year's the same. But la- Frank, last year, they won nine games yeah. in Anthony Lynn's first season. Their, their expected win loss was 10 and a half. They should have gone to the playoffs. If you think about it, I mean, they had, they lost their first four games and they, they lost to Denver by three points on the road. They had a 99% win expectancy in that one, I think. Or at least it was at least, you know, in the, in the upper seventies, they lost to the Dolphins at home in week two by no. two points. No. And, um, and then they lost the Eagles by two points and they, they got blown out by the, the charger or the, by the Chiefs. This is a team that should have won 12 games last year. And when you check out their schedule, they get the Chiefs at home in week one, at the Bills in week two, at the Rams in week three, 49ers, Raiders at home, then at the Browns and the Titans at home. It's, it's just an, it's, it's just an easy schedule and they're going to win 10 plus games. And so I'm not going to overthink it, even though it's a high number and I don't love it. I'm just going to take the Chargers over and I'll take that, the Chargers to win the Super Bowl or to, I, to excuse me, I, to play the Saints in the Super Bowl. I, and, and I'll give Anthony Lynn a ton of credit. When they were 0 and 4, he's a first year coach and they, they've been kind of down this road before. They could have packed it in. Yep. And, I'll give Anthony Lynn a ton of credit. They, they kept the course, you know, they, they just plug away and they became over the last 10 games or so, aside from that night at Kansas City, they were one of the best teams of football. Well, we, they, they were so much better than the Bills. So their three, their three losses after that 0 and 4 stretch, they lost mm-hmm. to the Patriots in New England. Uh, That's right. Which was a competitive game. It was a competitive game. They lost by eight points, but it was close. Then they lost to the Jags in OT in Jacksonville the week after their bye, and they should have won that game. There was some, yep. some sort of charger I think they fumbled stuff. It, I think they, uh, yep. Eckler fumbled with like two minutes left when they were trying to run out the clock or something like that. That is, that is exactly what happened and then they lost to the Chiefs in that um Saturday night yeah, game one of those, and that, that game got away from them Phil didn't play they were well. winning they were winning at halftime were they really yeah wow, I don't remember. I just remember Marcus Peters going crazy you know That's what, all I remember you know you know what really sucks about that game is that um I found on a local site uh, of of mine I had found a and I what I think is just an accounting error uh Philip Rivers before the season was 60 to 1 to win the MVP and so I had a wow. I mean you know, 25 bucks on Philip Rivers at 60 to one. I mean, they, like Joe Flacco was 40 to one. Like it just, Philip Rivers just shouldn't have been 60 to one, you know? Yeah. I think on Sportsbook, right? Cause he's one I looked at. I looked at, at Philip Rivers 27 to one, right? Now. Yeah. And I still think that was value. I took a different one. I, I will say well, I, I'm on the Chargers too, but in a different way. I took them 50 bucks for 13 to one win the AFC because ooh, why like not? It. I think the Patriots have, have taken some hits. I think the, the Jaguars still have Blake Bortles. Pittsburgh's, I don't know, man. I don't know about Pittsburgh. I know how talented they are, but just something's missing there. And it might be Tomlin. I don't know. But I look at the Chargers and I say, this team's as loaded as everybody else in the AFC. The only thing I worry about with the Chargers is they play eight road games and eight neutral site games. They have no home field advantage mm-hmm. whatsoever. And that is, uh, that's one of the reasons I didn't go over on them like you did. Although I think that's a fine, fine play. 
when you when you literally have no home games, it's going to be hard to win ten. I mean, it's just they have th- that edge. They're the only team in the NFL that has zero edge at home. The the one good thing about that, and I think that the what happened to the Rams last year sort of applies here, is that at least they're done with their move. Like they got their move over with. They're comfortable in their new place, even if they don't have a ton of fans. And even if, um, you know, they're going to de- have to deal with, with all these visiting fans, it, you know, at least they got the move over with. And this year, unlike last year, if you look at the home, if you look at the different, the home games they had last year, oh, they, brutal. but yeah, but they had okay. like, the, they had like, the, they had all these teams who, who have fans who travel. Yeah. And, and now they have the Raiders, the 49ers. I, I just don't, I don't see, I mean, maybe the 40, are 49ers fans really going to LA? They don't, they don't go to their own stadium. Right, like, exactly. That one? Yeah. I don't think you're going to see it. I mean, maybe Raiders fans fill it up for a divisional game, but the Bron- Broncos fans will show up. Cardinals fans aren't coming to LA. Bengals fans aren't coming to LA and Ravens fans aren't coming to LA. So I, I think, you know what? That's a great point. That's a great, great I, point. I think their home games will be a little bit easier. All right. Uh, you got the Chargers. I like the, so it's that wins 650. 50 bucks on 13 to uh, 1? 13, 1300. Uh, 50 bucks, uh, 13 to 1 odds. Ooh. You can do the math for me. I'm not good at math. I think it's the Vintage at Wisconsin. Win 650. That's, I like that. I like that hey, a lot. Why not? I mean, hey, like yeah. 13 to 1? Yeah, I, I'm on board with that. I, I think that that's a good play. All right, what you got next? I, you know, it's a team that, you know, for anybody listening, anybody, anybody who cares about my countdown, which is probably just me, my number, the one, the team I have ranked number one in the NFL this year is Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. I think that they're the best team in the NFL. I'm going a hundred dollars on them on over ten wins, and I'm going fifty bucks on them to win the Super Bowl ten to one. Now that that goes against my Saints pick a little bit, but just I just think it's also a value pick. Like I think when you look at what the Vikings were last year, best defense in football, maybe you got the Jaguars, and that's fine. They're getting Dalvin Cook back. They're getting Kirk Cousins as an upgraded quarterback. They still have the same guys on the outside, Thielen Diggs, Rudolph, a tight end. This team is absolutely positively loaded. I, I just I, – unless Kirk is just a, a paper tiger and he falls apart uh, because obviously the Redskins didn't love him. They they really didn't do anything to keep him. So maybe they know something we don't. But I just look at this team and say, yeah, the, the Vikings are the, the best roster in football right now. I think even better than the Rams. I just think that this is the time for the Minnesota Vikings to go win a Super Bowl. I, I, I like that. I've been, the last 24 hours, cause yesterday I did, I did the show and I debated, I had to filibuster a little bit to fill some time and get to 30 minutes, which we, we're not having to deal with now. We actually have to pick up the pace, I think. I just realized we <laughs> 28 minutes, but, um, the, uh, I was pointing out that I might be willing to take the, the Vikings defense over the next three years over the Jaguars defense. Now, it's, it's reasonable. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's at least a discussion you're having. I think the, the front four is certainly compelling and the cornerbacks are very good. The safeties are better. The linebackers are just as good, maybe if not better. And so, I, but you're right on the offensive side of the ball, Minnesota's, Minnesota could be great. I mean, if the Kirk Cousins thing, if Dalvin Cook plays 16 games and Kirk Cousins produces like he did in Washington, then Minnesota is going to, is going to go like 15 and one. <laughs> I know. No, it's it's scary how good they might be if everything falls into place. But you don't have to tell yourself a crazy story to get there. Like Kirk Cousins is a forty five hundred yard passer a, a couple times the last couple of years. Okay, why not? Dalvin Cook was, I believe, second in the NFL in rushing yards last year when he got hurt. Okay, why can't he be a top ten back? Like I mean, we're just and then the defense is just defense. Set it and forget it. They're they're great. Like there there's no problem with that defense. That's that's the that's the thing with the Vikings that I was thinking about is that their floor. If, assuming like half their defense doesn't get injured just because of how good that defense is, is like seven wins. Right, right. 
And that's why I like under 10 because it's like, yeah, maybe I'm going to over, push over, on that. Over 10. Are they over 10. really 9 and 7? Really? That right. team's going 9 and 7? I don't see Right. It. They're not taking a step back. They're taking a step forward. I'm with you. All right. All right. Um, another over-under that I've got. I, oh, here's a, a big-name team that I'm going to take the under on. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm taking the under on really? 10, 10 and a half wins for the Steelers. 120 to win 100. Surprising that why? the juice. I'm surprised by this because I looked at the, It seems like. They're trying to get you. Like, well, of course, the Steelers are going to win eleven. They're great. They have Le'Veon. Why do you? Why do you think they're going to be ten to six worse? Well, uh, I think their defense is not going to be very good. It was okay. bad after Ryan Chazier went down. I think it'll be better than it was down yeah. the stretch, but I don't think it's going to be great. I think they got you know really good seasons from Cam Hayward and and some other guys, but I, I don't think I don't think the defense is going to be great. Um, you worry a little bit about the off season and how they're approaching the Lev Bell, um, you know Ben Roethlisberger stuff. The 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 division to me is just substantially better this year than it was last year. I, th- I think the Browns could steal one. I think the Browns could steal week one game against Pittsburgh. Um, the Ra- yeah, the Ravens, the Ravens are a team I kind of like a lot for some reason this year, mainly because I think they'll use Lamar Jackson. And then the Bengals should be due for a bounce back because they improved that offensive line. And then you look at their, Frank, when you look at their out of division schedule, they've got to play. I mean, this is, so they come out of their week seven bye and they get the Browns at home in week eight, which is nice. But then they're at the Ravens, Panthers at home, at the Jaguars, at the Broncos, Chargers at home, at the Raiders, Patriots at home, at the Saints. And then before you can take a breath, it's week 17, you're hosting the Bengals. Wow. That's, I, you know what, honestly, I didn't realize that, that they're matched up with the uh, NFC South, which yeah. is just a gauntlet. I well, mean, that's the thing is like tough. either, yeah, I mean, like if you, I mean, so I, I think, I think that they'll go, I think they'll probably go 10 and 6, and I think they'll probably win the division, but if the division is better than the Steelers under, uh, it's going to hit for me, and I'm watching. Like ben, ben Roethlisberger will probably win MVP, and I'll, I'll look like an idiot. Uh, what's next for you? You know, I, I, this is another chalky play, which I don't like doing, but again, the Rams are over 10. Or is that a 9 and 7 team? No. I, I don't know. I, look, if they go 9 and 7, I tip my cap and say, hey, you got me. I, I get it. <laughs> but that, that team is loaded. I mean, they're, I put, I got 75 of our fictional dollars on them to go over 10 just because I think my worst case scenario is a push. I don't think they're going 9 and 7. They're, they're just, that, that roster is too good for 9 and 7. Yeah. And I mean, like the only thing that could happen really is, they can't rush the passer because they don't because Samson Abukum and and Matt Longacre right. aren't good but enough. They don't, they rush the passer just in a different <laughs> right. way. It's just, all up the middle. It's, yeah. You better move your pocket. Yeah, you got guys in your lap. Man. They've got a they've got a really tough stretch. That this is the only thing that scares me too. Is um, starting in week three, they get the Chargers at home, Vikings at home, and then at Seahawks, at Broncos, at 49ers, Packers at home, and at Saints through week nine. So that's it's tough. It's tough. That's but tough. you know what? One part of this too is I don't know how you feel about it, but I think we're out on, out ahead of our skis a little bit on the 49ers. I, oh, I know, hundred percent. They were an O nine team last yep. year, and hey, God bless you, Jimmy. You, you played great down the stretch, but that doesn't turn them into some dynamo all of a sudden. I, I still think that roster has a lot of work to do, especially they're going to lose Ruben Foster. I mean, you can't you can't suspend Jameis Winston for three games and then mm. say, "Wow, well, Ruben Foster doesn't get a suspension. Why would he? He that's wasn't charged." Point. Like, and that, that, that's not going to work. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think that I like I like the unders of the 49ers at nine. It's moved down to eight and a half. I'm a little wary. Yeah, I can. Love it. Yeah, it's I, just I don't obviously I don't like the Seahawks 
and then I don't think the Cardinals are very good either. So and, it's hard to go under for three teams. And and, and, and if you're already on the over of the Rams, you're inherently on the under. You know, like you don't yeah. need to double down and get burnt on, on both on the both the backside. All right, my last over under I've got is the Titans over eight wins, one hundred and twenty dollars to win a hundred. I am big on the Titans this year. You and I liked him last year. We we've, stupid, yeah. stupid. We like it's too obvious. Coaching staff guys, right? Mike Malarkey's a clown. It wasn't going to happen. And this year they've added uh, Matt Lafleur, who you mentioned before as offensive coordinator. Dean Pease, I think, with the pieces they got, yeah. um, uh, Rashawn Evans and Harold Landry to add to that defense. Secondary, they they pick up Malcolm Butler in the off season. They added Deion Lewis, um, and, and then I'll, I'll throw in. So I, I like the Titans to be to maybe even win that division. The Jaguars are going to be good, but I think the Titans take a big step forward. People people are talking about the Bears as the next Rams. I actually think the Titans are the next Rams, and that Marcus Mariota flourishes under Matt Lafleur. Corey Davis has a nice season, and I got twenty five dollars on Derrick Henry to lead the league in rushing at fifty to one. Wow, wow! So I know you're picking a fantasy. Yeah, I'm all in on Derrick Henry. I just, I mean, fifty to one. <laughs> I don't is- know how they're going to split it up, but they, yeah. look, they got two good running backs. I'm with you. I think Corey Davis is going to have a breakout season. I think he's fantastic. We saw that in the playoffs against the Patriots. Yep. Every yes, the only reason I'm not is back right on the Titans is they burned me a little bit last year. <laughs> but one of my one of my biggest plays last year was Titans win the AFC South, and we know how that happened. So we know how that worked. And it was still in play. That's the annoying thing. It's like it was in play the whole time, and then but but it was never in play. Like they were never going to beat the. Yeah. <laughs> Team last year, look, they needed overtime to beat the Browns. Yeah. They beat the Colts a couple times. If you really look at their schedule and who they beat, it is not pretty. Like no. they, they beat the Jaguars once early in the season, but it, mostly it was just kind of, uh, you, you get a lot of your wins just were not quality wins. I, I just think. I, I liked Marcus Merida more than Jameis Winston coming out of college. And I think that the, he has finally gotten lucky. Like I don't, I didn't like the way they handled the Mike Malarkey fire hiring. Like, fi- Oh, we're not going to fire him. Now we're firing him. Now, yeah. now we're not, but they got the end result that was a po- net positive for their, for their franchise quarterback. So I, I like the Titans, uh, in, in that respect. Um, do you have any more over unders? I'll just bunch these two together. Cause they're both unders sure. on teams that I just don't like the rosters. I got the Raiders under eight for 50. I yep, just love it. I don't know. I don't know what Cruden's doing. I, it's more of a, hey, I might push this, but I have a better feeling they're going nine, seven to nine, the nine to seven. I like the Broncos more. I like the Chiefs. I obviously like the Chargers. So they're just a team I don't like in that division. And then the Colts under six and a half mm. uh, for 50. Like, yeah, I, you know, Warren Sharp, a very smart guy. We both like him. He, he's done a lot of work saying the Colts were totally unlucky at close games. And that's something I usually look at, but. A, I don't know if Andrew Luck is the same guy. And I've used this comparison, but Matt Harvey, for baseball fans out there, Matt Harvey used to throw 97 and he was a stud. That's a good one. He had, sh- he had the shoulder issue, came back and threw 93 and he's just a guy. I could, we don't, just cause Andrew Luck's gonna be on the field doesn't mean he's gonna be the same guy. I, I don't know. I, I'm just, it's a little bit of a hedge for that. And then if you look at their, their defense, their best player is Malik Hooker. Their defense stinks. It's gonna be it's terrible. Awful. It's like, and their offense, and it's not like their offense is some uh, LA Rams. It's, oh, I have no idea who their running back is. I have no idea who their number two receiver is. I, their line is better, I guess, but it's not great. And then you add luck factor. I, I just, and I like all the other teams in their division too. So I, I get war. I, I really want to buy into the whole the Colts were close in every game and fourth quarter collapses don't repeat and all that. But 
I just look at the roster. It's a roster play. I just can't see this roster being that good. Uh, I've got an interesting uh, contrarian play then for, for you here, and I'm actually already personally invested on this one. Um, and I don't disagree with you. I think, you're, I think your Andrew Luck thing is very valid, and he could come back and have a peace shooter where he used to have a cannon. He, he could still be a good quarterback because of his smarts and his, and his approach yeah. to the game, but it, it won't be the same quarterback. However, I got $25 on Andrew Luck to lead the league in passing yards because of the same reason. Reasons you just said in a weird way. I think I'm gambling that he'll come back and his arm will be fine, that they won't have a defense. They did improve the offensive line by adding Quentin Nelson and Braden Smith, who as Chip Patterson has pointed out in the show, um, comes from Auburn. So he's used to a bunch of RPOs, which is what Frank Reich mm-hmm. is going to run. They don't have a running game with Marlon Mack. My boy, Naheem Hines, who's going to catch about 40 to 45 passes next year. Uh, it's better between the tackles than people think, but still no true running game with them and Jordan Wilkins. And they have T.Y. Hilton. They got the you know, they got these enough weapons on offense to stretch the field. I could see Luck being forced back into sort of doing what he's had to do before, which is throw the ball a ton uh, because there's no defense, because there's no running game, and he's healthy enough to lead the league in passing. And it's thirty to one, twenty-five to win, seven fifty. So I'm, I'm and uh, I could totally see it. Like, sure. I, like I know that's kind of going against what I just said, but I could totally see no, it. I mean, one more stat on the Colts. One no, more real quick sure. stat that that leads me to the under. Rookie head coach, rookie offensive coordinator, rookie defensive coordinator, rookie special team. Oh, oh boy. None of those guys have one game experience in their job. Well, like, that's and terrifying. that doesn't mean I hate Frank Reich or I hate Matt Eberflus or anything like that. I just, that's tough for me. That's you you really me. have done your homework when you can just seamlessly, uh, note that Matt Eberflus is, is the defensive coordinator. Came from the Cowboys, by the way, for, yes. for people who. Who was Josh McDaniels hire, but whatever. He. Right. He is there. He's there now. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the Colts. The Colts are just a wild card. It's going to depend on how. They're a strange team. If you They're bet, really... if, if you bet on them now, the only reason I would, I wouldn't take the under now. And I'm now, I understand you have to do it because we're doing this podcast now. But like, if I were, <laughs> if I were betting in Vegas, I would hold off on the under because I think that, oh, I like, like, because it's going to go up. Andrew Luck, it's if Andrew yeah, Luck is playing and throwing, it'll go up. Um, whereas I don't think it'll go. Down. That's a good point. No, I, I agree. Uh, well, I guess it could, if, if if we, you know, if, if luck, we if luck up, is like hitting, luck goes yeah. on IR. Well, yeah, yeah, right, okay, right. Then it's good for that. yeah. Then you would have some nice value there. Um, I've got two uh, make the playoff bets that I took, and I was really surprised by these I because like these bets, by the way, I like the I not specifically, but I like the whole like concepts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Falcons are plus money to make the playoffs. I don't, what? I don't, I don't get it. You bet, you bet a hundred dollars, you win a hundred ten if the Falcons make the playoffs. Again, the division is tough, but three NFC South teams went last NFC year. Is, NFC is really. And I just think that, I think in the second year with, um, Steve Sarkeesian, you're going to see Matt Ryan be more comfortable. They're going to be more efficient in the red zone. And I think that defense has a, has a, is a decent chance to make a big leap, um, with all those young guys kind of coming together. And then the other team to make the playoffs, I took, uh, the Chiefs, a hundred bucks wins you 120. I, I, I'm in on Patrick Mahomes. They got a tough schedule hey, out of the gate. That leads right into my, my last play, Go which was Patrick Mahomes 50 to one to win MVP. I'll put 25 on that. Wow. Because Look, is it going to happen? Probably not, but it's 50 to 1. There's a reason. I look at a guy who's throwing to Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. Kareem Hunt is taking pressure off of him too with the running game. They're going to be, their defense isn't good enough that it's just going to be like we're going to run the ball 25 times a game with Kareem Hunt. I think game scripts are there for him to have a big year. I think at least the ceiling anyway is Mahomes to be in the MVP conference. Sure. How is it going to happen? I don't know, but at 50 to 1, I'll throw, I'll throw a chip on that one. Why yeah. Not? And look, let's not sleep on the fact that if for as much crap as Andy Reid gets for his playoff losses, this guy, do- I mean, dominates in the regular season. 
great. He's a, he is. I, I hate when Andy Reid loses in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know Andy. I mean, I, I you know, I've been around. I'm like, uh, you know, but I don't. I, I, don't I, I personally I root for Andy. Yeah, exactly. The, exactly. It's just yeah. like everybody. Oh, Andy stinks. Uh, Andy, there's uh, all the jokes about his play. He is one of the best coaches we've seen this generation. Yep. He and, is. Like, look at what he's done. He just, but then, then he loses in the playoffs and it comes hard, really hard to defend him. And like literally a third of the coach, current coaches in the NFL are, are coming from the Andy Reid tree. It's, you know, which, no, right, which right. obviously comes from different trees as well, like the Holmgren tree and the, which comes from the Bill Wall. You know, but the, the point being is like, uh, like eight or nine of the current NFL coaches. And most of them are good. Yeah. I mean, Doug Peterson, Matt Nagy, um, I guess tech. Nickly Frank Reich. I guess you'd have to put it. Yeah, he's kind of theoretically. Ron, you know, Ron Rivera. Um, you know, I mean, John Gruden and Andy Reid coached together, but he didn't. He didn't work under uh, Gruden is separately from the Mike Holmgren tree. But you, but you get the point. There are a lot of guys who come from that philosophy. Andy Reid's a great coach, and I think the floor for the the Chiefs is lower without Alex Smith, but it's still higher than people are giving it credit for because of what Mahomes could do. Um, my my last two bets that I've got um, twenty five dollars. On Leighton Vanderesh to win Defensive Rookie of the Year at twenty to one. Uh, the other guy that I was looking at for this was Roquan Smith at five to one. Bradley Chubb is the favorite, and I'm a Bradley Chubb guy through and through. But I don't. Oh yeah. But I don't. Yeah, right, NC State. Um, I don't believe Frank that a. Uh, pass rusher across the, the the second best pass rusher on Von Miller's team is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year because he needs to have like twelve or thirteen. But hey, sacks. give me give me the number. What do you think? Well, give me an over under sacks for Von Miller and Brad Chubb this year. Combined, Brad. Von, <laughs> oh, uh, twenty four and a half. Yeah, I'd probably take the over too. Yeah, I mean, like I did. They go over the the Broncos might get back in the playoffs. The case is for real. Like the Broncos are a team I'm actually pretty. I didn't I didn't have them as a play here or anything, but the Broncos are a team I I I can see bouncing. That's that's why I'm with you on this Raiders thing. Like I don't I don't I mean I don't hate everything Gruden's done, but I'm on the Chargers, I'm on the Chiefs, and I I think the Broncos defense is going to be much better this year because you know what? And I've been I've been I'm working on a story, and actually I think. As a teaser for next week, I think we're going to be talking to, uh, D'Antonio Burnett, who's the, uh, the, the strength coach for NC State. I got a, I got a podcast recorded. I got to figure out what we're doing on this, on this story. But, um, it's, it's actually really interesting about how te- they use technology and training these, these college kids. It, it's, it's pretty, pretty, I mean, for football guys, it's interesting, but he pointed out, and Dave Doran told me this too, that Bradley Chubb, isn't just good against the run. He loves to stop the run. Like he, he, he enjoys stopping the run. And that's something that a lot of pass rushers and defenders don't do. Von Miller's good at it. And I think that's been yeah, the, really that's been the Broncos. Yeah. That's been like the Broncos sort of Achilles heel in terms of defense the last couple of years. And so I could see them improving in, in that regard. But I'm with you on the Raiders. And then the, um, the final thing I, I, I've got, I'm, I'm in on speaking of, we talked about Alex Smith a little bit, but I'm in on the Redskins and I'm taking, Fifty dollars on the Redskins to win the NFC East at nine to one. Wow, that is that is that takes guts, man. I look. I, I've been saying since draft night, Darius Geis was my favorite pick of the draft. Him or Derwin James. Another reason I like the Chargers. Um, I think Darius Geis. If it wasn't for the fact that Saquon Barkley exists, and I, I think he'd be a dark horse rookie of the year guy. Mm-hmm. I think. I think Geis is unbelievable. Whatever. I, I still don't know why he fell. Whatever. I'm all. I'm, I'm all the stories. I'm all in on Geis. Like I. I, I'm the, on, I love. Him. The one of the one of the other things that, and I'd be curious what you think about this. I was. Uh, let me find it real quick. I was gonna. I was gonna put twenty five bucks on this, but I ended up going with Derrick Henry instead because the odds are better. Uh, Darius Geis twenty five to one to lead the league in rushing. 
Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, the, he, there's nobody who's going to stop him from early down work. Yeah, Chris Thompson will come in, uh, you know, on third downs and, and, cause their, that's just their offensive line is, game. their offensive line is great. It is. It was banged up last year. Yep. They had, they had the most, uh, you know, adjusted games lost, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. football outsiders. Yep. They were number 32. They had the worst injury situation in the NFL last year, yep. football outsider says. And I, I agree with them there. And it was all on the offensive line. Like at, at some point, that's why like, one of the reasons I really like Kirk Cousins is because he, ha- I thought he had his best year last year. Yep. Like, he had nothing, nobody blocking for him. Everybody was gone and he still stood in there. They get all those guys back. Guys is just a beast. I, I like him a lot. And I think teams like the Lions picking carry on Johnson and all that kind of stuff. They're going to look back and say, what were we thinking? What, why? Just, this guy was right there for us. We could have had. They took carry on Johnson over Darius guys. They moved up to take carry on Johnson over Darius Geis, yes. And Ronald Jones went ahead of Darius Geis, and Rashad Penny obviously went ahead of Darius Geis, Sony Michelle, although, you know, th- some of these guys are completely different backs, but yeah, uh, there were a lot of backs that went ahead of uh, Darius Geis when I thought he was not only the second best back in the draft, but second back, back by far the best. I mean, it was one tier was Barkley, second tier was Geis, third tier is everybody else. I'm, I'm with you. And he's a better pass catcher than, than people think. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not. Gonna- he's not- He's not. Man, a, he, he was the fourth guy taken. I mean, I, I mean, I obviously knew he fell into the. No, no, he was the. Sorry, he was the fourth guy taken in the in the freaking sure. second round. I think so. Yeah, yeah. He fell. I mean, even the Redskins basically he was the seventh. The trade. He was the seventh running back taken. I, I'm. This is crazy. It's crazy, right? Yeah, guys is. I'm taking guys, and uh, I said this. I said I was on with the junkies uh, in DC yesterday, and I said this on their show. But um, I'm taking guys in every single fantasy draft. I get my hands on him. Fourth, sure. fourth round. Totally. I bet he goes in the. I hope third. I'm not in any leagues with you. I'm, I don't think so. so. Well, if you're, keep if you're not, we'll, we'll separate church. <laughs> not get Derek Henry. I'm not getting Darius guys. <laughs> even play. Just make sure you draft Naheem Hines in your PPR leagues. I'm telling yeah, you now, yeah, Frank. Yeah. All right, uh, we're, we're Corey Clement, if we're talking. We're about. Uh, we are we are rapidly approaching a, a point in time where I've held you for too long, and my boss will yell at me for going long on this podcast. I don't care. Frank Schwab, it's been a blast at Yahoo Schwab on Twitter. You can, uh, you can tweet us. I'm at Will Brinson, um, potential bets, things that you like and, uh, and let us know what you think about our bets. Thank you for listening. Subscribe, rate and review. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Frank. Thank you.